Dreamscape presents Goats by Mark Jude Poirier, read by Ray Porter. One. Goatman taught Ellis how to do bongs when Ellis was 11. At the time, Goatman was 36, a veteran pot smoker with a chunky voice and tarry lungs. Ellis's lungs were pink and fresh back then. They sat at a swirly glass table in the pool house with the air conditioner blasting away the white June sun streaming through the windows. The bong they used was fashioned from a tennis ball can and some aluminum foil. Put your thumb over that little hole and breathe deep, Goatman said. If the smoke's too hot, lift your face and take in some air. Ellis raised the homemade bong to his mouth and inhaled. Goatman held the lighter. Ellis had wanted to use the pipe he had always watched Goatman smoke, the long wooden one that looked like an Indian's peace pipe, but Goatman thought Ellis's first time should be gratifying, so he explained the cooling effect of the water and rigged up the bong. The bowl glowed as Ellis filled his lungs. The ice cubes clinked and the water bubbled pleasantly. There was no need for him to lift his face. The smoke was mild and sat comfortably in his chest. No coughing or burning— and it tasted like the desert smells after it rains. "'Now keep it in there as long as you can,' Goatman said. Ellis remembered once holding his breath for almost two minutes in his friend's pool. He had held it longer than anyone else at the birthday party, way longer. He felt the smoke in his lungs. It occupied space, pushed up against his ribs. He imagined it seeping slowly into the crinkles of his brain. He let it out in one big rush, followed by a few mildly grating coughs. The cloud that he created was bigger than he had imagined it would be, and thicker, too. Goatman, nodding and clapping lightly, was barely visible from behind it. "'You're a pro,' Goatman said. "'An expert.' "'Thanks,' Ellis said. Two hits later, Ellis's face locked into a grin. He tried to knead it down with his fingers, but his cheeks and lips were rubber— They'd snap back into the stupid smile. Don't fight it, Goatman said. You're stoned, man. You're lucky, too. Most people don't get stoned their first time. Then again, most people don't start with my special hybrid. Goatman lived in their pool house, a small adobe bungalow with a kitchen and fashionably crude Mexican tile throughout. He tended to the landscaping, mostly xeriscaping, just rocks and cacti arranged into groupings here and there. He also kept the pool clear and blue and free of waterlogged rabbits and lizards. In exchange, Ellis's languid mother Wendy gave him food, the pool house, and a meager salary. She also provided him with a place to keep his goats. The goat pen was just a token, slabs of dry gray wood and snatched real estate signs haphazardly nailed together. It was at the bottom of a hill below the house, edging a sandy arroyo that rarely filled with water. The goats could jump the fence or squeeze through holes whenever they felt like it. It wasn't often that they felt like it, though. The four of them hung out, jumped on the roof of the adjoining shack, or kneeled in the shade of the faded green Palo Verde trees. A few times after a squabble or a monsoon, one or two of the goats did stray. Ellis was the one who fetched them. Goatman couldn't be bothered. He knew they'd be home sooner or later. Once... When Ellis was in fifth grade, as he stepped off the school bus, he spied Frida, a large doe with swollen teats, the most majestic and conceited goat of the small herd. She was standing near the street sign, bleating, almost crying. When she saw Ellis, she trotted up to him, hooves clicking and crunching the gravel on the hot asphalt. 
She nibbled on a loose strap that hung from Alice's backpack as he patted her plump side. Aubrey, a sixth grader who wore a bra and had a boyfriend who drove a big truck, swaggered up to Alice and Frida. My mother says Goatman knows his goats in the biblical sense, she said. What? Alice asked. It means he fucks them, moron. Alice looked up at her. Bangs sprayed into a tall shield, smears of blue eyeshadow and a thick coat of wet lip gloss. She looked like a lady, a mean lady. He punched her right in the jaw. Frida didn't like violence. She jumped around squealing like a baby, teeth swaying, leaking drops of milk. Aubrey was on top of Ellis, digging her press-on nails into his neck and periodically slapping his face, trying to get him to admit that he too knew the goats in the biblical sense. Ellis watched Aubrey's nostrils flare.